Really excited for today's episode because I'm joined by the fabulous Rebecca Tracy, who's founder and CEO of The Uncaged Life. I do a lot of work with people on professional identity and brand messaging. And this is why Beck is one of the online crowd who I really resonate with and, and read, watch wherever possible. So I'm always picking up new ways from her to look at things and, and, and how to sort of get people to think about things and those core elements really from which everything else flows. So not only for my own business, but obviously for my clients' businesses too. Beck has been on my radar for a good couple of years and I've actually quoted her in my book twice. So come join us. I know this is going to be great. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every week I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm really excited for today's episode because I'm joined by the fabulous Rebecca Tracy, who's founder and CEO of The Uncaged Life. Her coaching and signature program, The Uncaged Business, is all about helping new entrepreneurs find their best foundations so they can build on good footings, something many business owners agonize over. And she probably doesn't realize this, but Beck has been on my radar for a good couple of years. And I've actually quoted her in my book twice. And if you've got a copy, look her up in the index of quotes at the back, because um, many of us have had the experience, as Becca puts it, putting out vague content that often misses the mark because you haven't done the legwork to make sure your messaging niche and offer truly speak to your potential would-be client. And that's why I'm so excited that she's joining me on the show today because I love how pragmatic she is about how to get those foundations in place. So I'm delighted to have Becca on the show. Hello, Becca, and welcome Yay. to the Leverage Business Podcast. I it's didn't know I was in your book. That's so lovely. I didn't know. That. I thought <laughs> I can't, I'm sure I told no. you. At some point, if, I, if I didn't know, I, I might have missed it. No, I might have missed it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. So, I mean, you, you, you may be either proud or a little embarrassed for me to sing your praises because I know. I knew you before you knew me, if you like. I know, yeah. you, I know you as a super insightful and pragmatic business coach. Mm-hmm. And I really see how you're helping new entrepreneurs who just get completely stuck and they can't kind of yeah. push anything forward because they can't get past that. Who am I? What do I do? And all of that kind of uh, yeah. stuff. And, and you help them to sort of dig deep and not get too bogged down in it. Um, so it's very easy. People get lost, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I mean, yes, it's very, it's very easy to get lost. I think when you're starting a business, there's so many different bits to focus on. And usually um, the clarity pieces are the last ones that people focus on. People jump into kind of the fancy feel good stuff, like making social media accounts and building a website and, you know, all of that stuff. And once they get into that, they realize, I don't even know how to explain what I do very well. (laughs) And so it's, it's, one of the main stack points I'd say for many of the people that I work with for sure. Yeah. And I, and I've definitely been in that space uh, myself, you know, when you kind of change direction or you're starting something new 
and I'm a bit of a perfectionist and I, I kind of you know, <laughs> need somebody to kind of say, just get it out there and it'll kind of refine itself as it, as it goes along. And um, I mean, I wish I'd found a program like Uncage Your Business um, when I was in that mess, if you like, with what I call my yeah. big bucket of spaghetti. Um, Although so- the funny thing about it is I think that sometimes people have to get to the mess to realize, oh, this is the help that I need. Um. Sometimes if, you know, I think people we don't always realize that we're not being clear enough until we get out there and start to try marketing and then it doesn't work. And then we realize, huh, something's not working. Um, so I think sometimes you just have to get to that place to get the help that you need in that area. Yeah. And I, and I suppose my, my concern is that people give up before they go and get the help they need. Yes. And, and yeah, that's, that's my concern too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you just think, gosh, you know, the, the, it was a great idea. It just, you just hadn't kind of got it lined up um it had quite the way yeah exactly the way you need yeah um um, give give me a short version a potted history of like how you came to be doing this sort of work how did you find your thing yeah I was doing um oh gosh I was in school as a holistic nutritionist so I graduated with um, a degree in holistic nutrition and I was kind of out there trying to be a bit of a I guess in the U.S. they call them health coaches in Canada we call them nutritionists um and at the same time, I took a life coaching program because I realized that just telling people what to eat wasn't really making the changes that I wanted to with them. And I needed some deeper skills. So I went and got some coaching skills. And during coaching, I realized I loved the coaching element and I didn't love the nutrition element that much. So I was kind of, I was a mess. I was trying to figure out, am I a life coach? Am I a health coach? Am I something else? And I had to practice my life coaching skills and all of the people in my world at that time were other health coaches and other life coaches. And all of them, were trying to figure out what they wanted to do once they graduated from this program. And so I was like, well, I'm a life coach. Let me help you figure that out. And so I started coaching them from a, from a life coaching lens. I never would have called myself a business coach, had no idea about business, didn't know what I was doing myself in business. But as I coached them to more clarity on what they really wanted to do and what they didn't want to do, I developed my own business skills. And so I'd, you know, off the record, I'd be like, oh, you know what? Like I can teach you about blogging. It's super easy. Da, da, da. Go do this. And so I was kind of informally teaching them. And then as my business grew, I felt more confident to start to teach some of what I was learning. It took a long time before I started actually saying I do business and marketing. Um, I was a life coach helping businesses for a long time first. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, it's interesting, because once you do sort of land on the thing that you're more interested in, you know, even though you've studied for the nutritionist bit, yeah. you actually were drawn more to the, the coaching sites and the sort of helping people with these new tools that we've got at our disposal. So yeah. I think when you get behind yourself on that, then it, it you know, people are kind of drawn to you and it's, it's a lot yeah. easier to engage an audience. It was a tricky decision to make because I'd put two years and all this money into yeah. my nutrition training. And so, you know, I think it's called the sunk cost fallacy where you've, you've already put in time and energy, so you can't let it go. And that was really hard for me to finally just give myself permission to say, I'm just going to try this other angle. I'm going to drop nutrition for now and I'm going to see how that feels and I can always go back to it. And I never went back to it. <laughs> no, I mean, that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of people that they've come out of a professional career mm-hmm. and they've had this label stuck to them and yeah. I I'm going to quote you in a minute because we <laughs> I know you're talking, <laughs> about la- you're talking about labels that, and the, the boxes we put ourselves in in a way because I, I think people don't want to give up their whole CV 
and marketing yeah. obviously we keep telling them to you know you've got to niche down you've got to specialize and you mm. know go speak to one audience and they're saying yeah but I've got all these things I can do <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> so I mean one of the quotes I have from you um that's in my book it's a chapter on leveraged marketing so that makes sense is um if you've been struggling to come up with the perfect witty job title I dare you to stop the insanity and focus on talking about what you do instead of trying to fit yourself into the box of a title. Yes. Oh my gosh. My, my students still, they're you know, we go through the whole program. They have all this clarity and they're like, what do I call myself? And I'm like, have yeah. you heard nothing? You don't call <laughs> yourself anything because nobody cares. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, the only time I ever actually give myself a job title is when I go through customs between Canada and the U S and they say, what do you do for work? <laughs> I go, I'm in marketing. And then they leave it. Like, that's the only time I ever say it. And I don't even say it very clearly. So yeah, yeah I see this a lot with life coaches. I, yeah. I work with a lot of life I'm not sure if, if you have those folks in your niche, but um, they often just hate the term life coach. And they're like, I don't want to be a life coach. I don't want to call it life coaching. And I'm like, don't then. Yeah. <laughs> right? Life coach, business coach, market, whatever you want to call it. Or, or what I see also is people coming up with sort of fancy job titles where they're like, I'm a happiness empowerment coach. And I'm like, no one knows what it means. So it might look cute in like a byline on a book or it's fine. Like you can make up a fun job title, but it's not going to actually make any difference in getting you clients. No. And I think, I think it's because a lot of the advice out there is, you know, focus on the outcomes people want. So you kind of try and you, you try and get your expertise and the outcomes and your audience into your job title, if you like, yeah. and trying to sort of stuff yeah. this thing so that it's the total embodiment of everything you'll do. And I'm guessing it's not just what you do, but also who you do it for, that they're sort of trying to speak the language as well. And sometimes, um, and I know you've talked about this as well, people pick a word that their audience actually doesn't know what it means. And I I mean, I'm still hovering as to whether leveraged, (laughs) as I said to you before we came on the recording, but whether leveraged is actually landing. And uh, you've got to speak a, a language that I think people yeah, that's what I need. You know, they sort of yeah. see it. and Yeah, that's the, probably the main thing that I work with my students yeah. on is just talking about what they do in ways that their clients can hear and go, oh my gosh, it's like you read my journal. It's like you're reading my mind. Yeah. And so, you know, the difference is like, oh, I'm a, I'm a life coach. I help people live authentic lives versus, oh, I'm a life coach. I help people who are stuck in their job and hate their boss and like are going insane. Right? Exactly. So it's just, it's just it's mean, the same thing. You help people do the same thing, but you're just using really, yeah. really clear language around it. That's just a perfect example, isn't it? And uh, <laughs> I need to listen to the back on that. I think it's just, yeah, it's common sense kind of language that sometimes we forget because we're, we're so busy labeling ourselves. And I think the, the other thing is the business is constantly reinventing itself. And so in a way, co- consultants and coaches need to be constantly Mm-hmm. reflecting that in their own in their own I will call it labels but in what they what they talk about how what they do yeah. and how they do it so we have and to it has check, a ripple effect in. yeah on ever, all the rest of your content and so if you're you know sort of using let's say coaching jargon or whatever industry and you're in like jargon that your clients might not understand and then you take that and you write social media posts and you write blog posts and you write your email newsletters and you you know go to networking events and you're using that language that's not hitting the mark, then you're, you're putting so much effort into your marketing and it's not working. And that's when you and I have talked about people burn out because they're like, I'm doing all the things and it's not getting any paying clients. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then they look for a new strategy. They're like, maybe I should be on Instagram. Maybe I should be on YouTube, but they haven't solved the core problem yet. 
That's so true. I mean, I and I see you can sort of see that in, in all of loads of stuff in Facebook as well. And like, what wasn't that person doing this the other day? And you know that, yeah. but at least they're trying to to test it out, if you like, to test out their message. Because I think on the other side of that, and I'm sure you see this too, is people. And I was one of them. They just, you know, they're kind of in their own heads, agonizing over what their thing is you know yeah. what's my niche yeah. they're trying you know, to what's think my their purpose? way to what's it <laughs> my why they're trying to think their way through it absolutely and I think as soon as you use this sim- more simple language you're kind of thinking well you know how would I put it if I was talking to somebody just in casual conversation rather than yeah and this when is, you sit down with a area- piece of paper <laughs> Yeah, it's an area that I think people work too hard at. People work so hard to try to think their way to all of these answers. And I have a cheater way for you. The cheater way is to go out and find three of your ideal clients and talk to them yeah. and ask them how they're t- t- how they're describing these things, what, you know, what are the effects of this thing happening in their life, get all of their language and then just use that to explain it. Yeah. And so it's like our clients can just give us the answers. We don't have to think so hard. <laughs> we don't have to try so hard. Totally. I mean, we call it market research, but it is actually yeah. just just sort of tapping into. I mean, and if you're on a Facebook group or a LinkedIn group, you're mm-hmm. you know you're actually listening for that language without even having to ask. You can add you know, the yeah. odd question, or you can go out very specifically to to interview people. I mean, we we tend to do that when we're launching a new course and you do a pilot because you're mm-hmm. trying to see whether or not what you offer is a fit to the to, to the people yep. you're offering it to so yeah but yeah. people are scared to do it because yeah. it's like well what if and we this is one of the main things that I work with my students on is doing like a pilot or a beta test and they're like what if no one buys it I'm like great then you know you need to change it <laughs> then yeah, you know you need to change it change the marketing change whatever change something and try again like that's great news versus spending a whole bunch of time and money building an entire you know, website and marketing plan around something that people aren't going to buy, like better to find out at the beginning and then make the changes you need to make. And everyone puts out stuff that people don't buy. I've put out offers and no one bought them. And I was like, whoops, okay. Missed the mark on that one. Go try something else. Well, I mean, that's so, I think that's really good for people to hear because, um, you know, sometimes you sort of think, oh, you know, these people, they just get it right straight away, but it isn't. And I think, (laughs) um, I mean, I always take, uh, take that sort of approach of, of imperfect action because it gets mm-hmm. over my perfectionist tendency um, and also perfect I mean I wrote a blog article about this but perfectionism is is also a form of procrastination and I and sometimes you have to ask yourself is it because I'm not clear on my message that I'm still perfecting it and perfecting it or is it because I'm afraid of failing if it doesn't land Mm-hmm. you know in the way you've just described yeah. so do you find that you get kind of in your program for example do you get two kinds of people or three or four oh, kinds of people that- we have so we have a mindset coach that works with me in the program that I actually hired to come in and she coaches alongside me because it's impossible to do the work that I do without the mindset piece and I'm not a mindset coach um, I'm just like get over it move on <laughs> uh, which is not a good approach for teaching mindset and so she's fantastic so we get a lot of um, we get a lot of perfectionism and procrastination mashed together for sure yeah. um, a lot of fear of failure a lot of what are people going to think you know we have doctors becoming life coaches we have lawyers becoming energy workers and they're like I have to perfect it and I have to figure out how to talk about it so that it sounds legit so that my lawyer friends don't think I'm stupid right and so there's there's their own judgment in there of they think it's stupid. And so this fear that other people are also going to think it's stupid. And so we do a lot of mindset work to help people sort of loosen some of those mindset 
gremlins that keep them stuck. Yeah, no, I think that's so many. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it might not be for some people, but I think a lot of people when they've pivoted or they're switching careers, as you as you as you suggested, Mm -hmm. then and 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 you see that a lot. I think nowadays, obviously this year particularly, a lot of people have reevaluated what they're doing in terms of their work, their their lifestyle, and um, and it is scary to kind of dive into a new field completely so I mean that's why I think that the program that you that you run is just it just helps take away that that sort of sense of fear and it legitimizes and it clarifies and it just gives people the right springboard so I mean right at the beginning I talked about foundations Mm -hmm. so I know you've got I think it's four foundations aren't there that you sort of say you need to nail yeah so we talked about messaging niching um your packages and programs, and then the marketing piece, which is the last piece, <laughs> not the yeah. first piece. Yeah. Um, so we do a lot of clarity around message and niche. We do the market research, and then we use an informed decision to put together our packages. So instead of starting off with, you know, what we think is going to be a great package, we do the legwork to figure out what other, what people actually want to buy. And then we, you know, create that. And then we learn how to talk about it and market it. So it sounds basic. It sounds, you know, we, I have sometimes when, when students are trying to decide whether or not to enroll, they're like, well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm already clear. I just need to know how to market because I've been trying and no one's buying my stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, yeah. send me your website. Let me see. <laughs> and so I look at their website and it's, it's not their fault. I was in the same boat, but instantly I'm like, you're not clear enough. And here's why, and here's the language you're using and here's what is going on. And then they're like, Oh, yeah, yeah. oh it's I almost, you have to go back to strategy. basics. Yeah, yeah, you have to go back yeah. to basics and it's not fun and it's not the shiny stuff. It's not like, oh, I, got a logo <laughs> and I got a new website, check it out. And I'm on yeah. social media. Like it's not shiny and it's not um, that sexy. It's kind of boring. It's hard. It requires a lot of decision-making, which people are, are nervous to do. I think when they're starting, like being concrete about who they're going to serve and what they're going to do and what they're not going to do. Um, so yeah, I see why people avoid it and focus on the more fun stuff. <laughs> I do yeah. too. No, I mean, we all do. And I think it's such great insight, really, that, you know, I mean, foundation isn't exactly a sexy word, is it? I mean, some we talk about strategy, people go, oh, yeah, okay. And then they think strategy is about Facebook ads or something shiny yeah. again. And actually, strategy yeah. is built on those foundations. So and the decision making, I think, absolutely. It's the hardest um, one, because it feels of, like it's set yeah. in stone. And it's not. But, you yeah. know, people think, well, how am I going to write this on my website? if I change it later, I'm like, well, just change your website. It's not, you know, none of it is a big deal, but True. we make everything a big deal. And it's none of, no one thing that we do at the beginning of our business is a big deal. It's just, yeah, um, yeah. my mindset coach actually says it. She's like, nothing is a boulder. Everything is just a pebble. And you put in a pebble here, put in a pebble here. <laughs> and like, nothing is going to make or break your business. If you mess up your niche, it's fine. You can yeah. still, it just keep putting in the pebbles. Like it's going to, it's going to grow. Um, but we make every decision a boulder and then it becomes overwhelming and we procrastinate and yeah I mean even on the the minor things I suppose is you know that's that's kind of interesting to hear my logo colors what color should it be I was thinking (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking decisions also in terms of like I like we said earlier like um, what you have to kind of give up out of your CV, you know, kind of like, right, yeah. we're not, you know, it doesn't mean you can never do it again. It just yeah. means just like, I'm not going to try to smush my law career with my energy healing. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Let it go. I know. And I, I think that's what actually held me back for a long time is I was uh-huh. trying to find the big cohering idea out of everything. 
that I have, you know, to oh, offer. that one gets like, people. <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, you're trying to mind map everything. It's like, you know, the internet of everything. It's like your, your life, your life experience, your career. And I mean, I've done, as people, you know, often are when they sort of hit a certain age, they've done lots of different things in life. Yeah. So whether you're not, you're changing or you're simply trying to find some coherence across the different aspects of what you've done in your career, yeah. it just really keeps you back because you've got to, I think one of the things you you you, you do in um, is getting people to think about, I think you've got a, and we really love Venn diagrams, don't we? We've got these sort of <laughs> circles of um, strategy and action. And what was the other one? probably mindset <laughs> yeah and, and it but it's also about that kind of finding your finding what really gets you and checking that it's profitable you know it's that kind of yeah yeah and I think the like I'm all for people running businesses that they love like I don't want anyone doing work just because it's going to make the money if they hate it but like I'm not passionate about business like I'm not like I love marketing I can't wait to learn all the new marketing principles like what I love is seeing people start a business that lets them actually have the freedom to live the life that they want. So that's why I'm passionate about business. So it's like people get obsessed of like, well, I have to really love the thing. And I'm like, no, you don't really. You have to like it well enough and you have to be connected to it in some way, in some bigger way. And you have to be good at doing it and you have to make sure people will pay for it. <laughs> and that's, it's, I think we put so much pressure on it being like the one thing. The one thing, yeah, yeah. And I, I love your story um, in the sort of sense of of wanting that freedom, and you wanted to travel. I I, I think uh, is yeah correct. yeah back in my twenties. We've all I was got yeah trying to figure that out. How can I work <laughs> and make money and travel still? Yeah, and and everyone's got their their thing they want to do that that drives them ultimately. What's behind mm -hmm. and what should be behind them doing it, and if you can then help others to do that as well. But I would say other people's sense of success is going to be different to mine. I mean, I, I like sort of uh, a quiet life in the countryside, but somebody right. else wants to, you know, spend lots of money on, on expensive things and go on, on lots of holidays. It's, it's what that means to you, what the business is enabling. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think um, I was tr sort of trying to think that there's a lot of resonance between what I see as lev the leverage business leading to that kind of, wealth and freedom so that you can mm -hmm. live a leveraged lifestyle I say leveraged living but exactly the same with uncaged it's such a great yeah. word I wish I thought of that first <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know. and I same I have people who are like well I don't want to you know like I do a lot of rock climbing and traveling for sports and people are like I don't want to be you know hanging off cliffs I just yeah. want to like be able to take my daughter to daycare and pick her up and I'm like great <laughs> that's your version of my and my own version of uncaged these days is actually pretty boring so it can be whatever <laughs> everyone's it can really be everyone's whatever you version. want it to be yeah well, I guess COVID. yeah but no I, I I think that uncaged is because we are we do get bogged down in doing the same thing and having these boring titles as we've talked about and putting ourselves in boxes and not having the courage sometimes to and i and as i said i think this year particularly people have reevaluated where they are in life yeah. and are probably more likely to make a change um, and to uncage themselves yeah i've um, seen a lot of that untether themselves if you like from mm -hmm their current existence you know whatever that means to them you know that that sense of freedom and choice and um being your own boss yeah. I mean yeah for me you I've can't seen it a lot it. yeah I've seen yeah. it a lot of business I've seen a lot of people like leaving the cities I'm from Toronto and I, I moved to BC last year but I've seen um 
tons of people just leaving the city and they're like, I don't have to commute to work anymore. So I'm going to go yeah. live in the country Yeah. or yeah. yeah. Or I'm going to start this side business because I have more time because I'm not commuting every day. And so yeah. a lot of our students have been in that in-between where they have a full-time job and they're like, I'm going to start this thing because now is the time to do it. Or if they're in the city, they, they can go in the daytime, but it's not so busy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Some people thrive on that. And that's absolutely, that's absolutely great too. You know, as I say, we all have our our view of what success means to us and I think yeah. um, that's what we're enabling and so it's so important that we help people to, to achieve you know that vision they have for freedom or whatever and not get bogged down with some of these marketing yeah <laughs> hurdles and boulders as you as you say so um, yeah let's change tack a little bit I mean I would like to come back to uncage your business the program mm-hmm. and and find out a little bit more and and help listeners understand whether or not it would be something for them. But what's your own leverage strategy? I mean, we've talked about how you sort of set off and how Mm -hmm. you kind of switch from nutritionist to business coach, uh, whether or not you called yourself that initially, and then the whole concept of uncaged. But in terms of running your business, I mean, let's Mm -hmm. just sort of use you as a a model here. What's your leverage strategy for, say, finding and working with clients? Yeah. So it's definitely changed over the years. I've had my business for 10 years now. So God, 10 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it's definitely changed, but, and I've tried everything I've, I've worked. I think a lot of it comes down to business model. For me, I was trying to find the business model that made the most sense. So was it one-on-one? Was it an online course? Was it, you know, year-long masterminds? But, you know, there's, there's so many different options. And so I tried a lot of them. I tried almost all of them, I would say. Um, And now my business model is a huge part that plays into how I've been able to leverage and scale and also how I've been able to have freedom. And so I run Uncage Your Business twice a year right now. So I do a live launch spring and fall. And for the last few years, actually, that's all I did. I didn't sell anything else. And so I was only really doing these two big launches twice a year. And so there was like, you know, a couple months ramp up and then I'd launch, then I'd run the program and then I'd have like three or four months totally off. Um, of course, they're still having to do lead generation and this type of thing, but mostly I did that right before the actual launch period. Um, and then I realized this is stupid. I have nothing to sell to people half the year. So I so I turned on Cage Your Business into a self-study program so people can buy it now and do it on their own in yeah. between launches. I noticed, I noticed so, that actually. Yeah, that was that a deliberate yeah. shift then so that... That was just sort of like, I'd have people coming to me and they're like, this program looks great. A friend recommended me. Can I join? And I'm like, sure, five months. You can wait five months. And then, you know, and so I was like, this is, it doesn't make any sense business-wise. And I'm keeping people from getting the information they need. So I took the content alone and and turned it into a self-study course. So there's no coaching. There's no feedback. It's just a do-it-yourself course. And that was able to allow me to continue to grow my business without any of my time. So I get to keep my lifestyle and keep my schedule. But now I have additional revenue. So I've been able to hire more team members who can actually do that marketing, run my Facebook ads and sort of run the machine for me. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. I show up and I still do my two live launches. So um, it was definitely a cool addition um, and allowed the business to really be able to continue growing in a way that it couldn't before. And, and increasing your reach as well, because there's only- Yeah, and just helping know, more people. A group, even a group program. It, there's yeah. only so many people that you can actually take through it and yeah. without running it more times a year and giving up your three months off. Yeah, <laughs> then exactly. that's not that's the wrong direction of travel, really, isn't it? Yeah, not for, the direction for me. People are yeah. like, why don't you run it every month? And I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, I mean, there are lots of different business models, aren't there? I mean, you could you mm-hmm. could have a team of business coaches and train them to run it 
for you and you, yep. you become the sort of figurehead and maybe that's something for the future. Yeah, but I know. No, I, I mean, haven't I'm... been able to move to that yet. Everyone, <laughs> the main advice to any of my business coaches, everyone's like, you know, you could just hire coaches. And I'm like, hmm. I'm not ready to, to let go of it yet. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love showing up and coaching. I think it would be, it would feel weird to me to remove myself from it because then I'm just like the marketer behind the scenes and I'm not actually working with students. And that feels a bit too hands-off for, for what I prefer. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I was not suspecting you, uh, not sort of suggesting about removing yourself, but just going to a different level because you've yeah. all, it's your signature um, yeah. and you're, your sort of culture and values through the program mm. but yeah. yeah I mean it's it, it it's it is a time thing it's like when you're ready and and but there is these sort of stepwise like when you make a, a change it's not a it's not always a something you can do gradually is it you have to make an absolute decision <laughs> yeah to to change your business model to sort of up level um, yeah yeah and it's a really interesting example because I mean I do the same I, I've designed the iSuccess Business Academy with a membership mm-hmm. so people can go in and they get so much of the courses for sort of like do it yourself as you say and then there's add-on mentoring so like done with you and then yeah. there's a and a more of a business acceleration program which mm-hmm. is much yeah, more that's a great model. again so I mean yeah I don't know whether it's gonna be time consuming or not um, <laughs> but that, I think it means I can kind of I started at the top end because I run the I run the big program you know mm-hmm. the the more one to one, one to group. Yeah. Without having had to do the, all the other stuff yet, that's sort of like well, going behind it, the scenes. It's easy for people. At least my my clients are newer to business than your clients, but this might apply for yours yeah. too. That yeah. people want to jump into the scaled model. They want to jump into selling the online course so they don't have to work and the passive yeah. income and the groups and the fastest way to make money and grow your business quickly is to just offer one-on-one services. That's always going to be the fastest way to make money. You don't need a website. You don't need funnels. You don't need, you don't need any of that stuff. You just get someone in front of you and you work with them. Um, And so I think these different business model considerations come as you do more one-on-one and you start to see, you know, there's room for a group over here or perhaps a membership in this area, but you can't really know until you've worked with clients. So Absolutely. And I think obviously the consulting model, the coaching model always starts with the one-to-one. You don't yeah. kind of just suddenly say, Hey, I'm a life coach. I'm going to do group programs. You know, that you, you need to sort People of get do though. I have to talk my clients out of it. I'm like, don't create an online course right now. No one's going to buy it. You're going to put yeah. in so much money and so much time. And it's, I can tell you it's not going to sell. And here's the reasons why. And they're like, Oh, I see what you mean. And then they, they come back and they have a more realistic expectation, but I just yeah. think it's, we see all the marketing out there that makes it seem easy to just create a course and sell it and make a million dollars and not have to work and live on the beach. And it's like, that's, I right. wish that was how it happened, but yeah. And, that, and that's just in our space, let alone sort of MLMs and all of that sort of oh, lifestyle yeah, businesses. Other, so, yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because a, a while back we, we were talking about the foundations and, and getting mm-hmm. those in place. And actually sometimes when people want to start in the middle or scale before they're ready you've got to sort of mm-hmm. take them back you know yeah. uh, kicking and screaming um <laughs> yeah. yeah sometimes <laughs> because the reason why the things aren't working is because those things aren't really in place and I mean my I success model is aligning and targeting to start with which I guess is a lot of what you do in your program right, yeah positioning so mm-hmm. that's that credibility and audience building um then branding <laughs> Um, yeah. Not to say you haven't got any brands or names or anything, but, you know, really proper, proper good branding, 
because you're clear and then comes pricing systematizing and scaling I mean it's not as as simple as that because you kind of do it in layers as well (laughs) but it does help people to see where they are in in their business growth if you like you know how clear so it's the kind of clarity bit first and then the leverage bit Mm -hmm. Um, but actually there's a lot of leveraging that's going on in terms of leveraging your expertise which comes back to uncage your your business in terms of helping people get that that Mm -hmm. foundation of of who they are and who they serve and what's driving them and and all of that so yeah I forgot to mention and I I want to pick up on it because when we were talking about uncage and a life you can escape from the the reason that I suddenly said Becca you've got to get on my podcast was because Mm -hmm. I read your um it was a Facebook post in your in your Facebook group uh, the Uncaged Lifers, the free Facebook group. Yeah, on Facebook, if you want to go and check that out. But I, you put out a post that said something about, is your business selfish? And then that mm-hmm. led to a blog, a blog article. And I read that and you started out with a Seth uh, Godin quote. And I love Seth Godin. Most people probably follow him. So my ears pricked up and, and he said, instead of wondering when your next vacation is, maybe you should set up a life you don't need to escape from. And I just thought, I mean, I, I think we were just so in tune when I read that. And then you were sort of saying, that's the kind of, is your business selfish? Because actually that's the success you want to achieve for yourself. Mm-hmm. So whether you call it leveraged or uncaged, I just wanted to come right. back to that because that is actually what prompted me to say, get on my show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, I mean, you you shared a heartfelt story about your sudden change in your personal situation that kind of impacted you and, and has maybe made you think again about how you're running your business and where mm-hmm. you want to be. Um, I mean, do you, do you do you want to share that at, at this point, or should I just put yeah, you into well, your I blog think, article? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the post was about. Um, I just I'd had kind of a wild summer. I moved to BC, ended up splitting up with a partner. We're now working things out, but it was just I I wasn't working on my business at all. I was really kind of checked out for about two months. Um, this is in between those two big launches, of course, and it and I just needed to not be doing anything you know and so it was like I just needed a break from my business and I think that people um think that once they're in it it's like they can't yeah they just have to be in it and nobody gives themselves permission to like take a break like I didn't do anything for two months and I have a team of course and you know I've got 10 years behind me and so things are still kind of running it's easier said than done um when you have more experience versus when you're just just starting but I think people are just really hard on themselves for like you know, they think like, oh, I just need to always be hustling and always doing all the things and always be launching something. And I'm really on the lazy route. My coach calls it though. She's like, you're just on the lazy river and it's working for you. (laughs) I I like to take a lot of time off. I don't like to work when I don't have to. I don't like to do busy work. Um, And I, you know, I didn't need to do anything during those couple months. And so I just didn't. And then I came back and I ramped up and I did my launch and it was all great. Um, And I just, you know, I think people just beat themselves up a lot about having times where they just have to take time away from their business and they think of it as like a failure and it's just it's not it's just life you know we can't especially this year I think this is going to be released so. in 2021 yeah. but 2020 everyone knows <laughs> bit of a disaster year for most people so sure we just have to cut ourselves some slack <laughs> yeah and I mean I think there's a lot of people whose income has dropped so I guess they they sometimes they're wondering where the next clients coming from then it's a lot harder to stop hustling yes um yes so I mean we are talking about people that perhaps got a bit of a runway 
a financial runway to to be able to take that time and it's yes it's super productive true. when I mean you would have felt it too it's super productive it's counterproductive to keep pushing and hustling when you're facing personal kind of challenges and actually that's where your focus needs to be or else what's the point of any of it yeah yeah it's, it is a tricky balance and thanks for bringing that up because it definitely is harder when you can't stop working because you need those clients. Um, Pre-COVID, my advice was always go and get another job. You know, you should never be in a place when you're building your business where you ha- that next client has to come in or else the kids won't get fed, the mortgage won't get paid. I'm a huge advocate of working another job while you're growing. COVID throws a little bit of that out the window because <laughs> yeah, I think it's not yeah. as easy, definitely not as easy this year to go and pick up a side hustle somewhere or go back to like a part-time job or even a full-time job. So yeah, I definitely feel for the businesses that are sort of in that situation where they don't have another option and they do feel that, you know, the next client has to come. And in that case, I think like the work that you do and the work that I do and folks like us who are trying to teach people how to work smart and not be wasting time, because that's another thing I see people hustling, but they're hustling on all the wrong things. things. Like you are this, you're burning yourself out, but you're not getting anywhere with it. And so learning the right things to spend less time on is is definitely the way to go. Yeah. And it's, I mean, that's why investing in, in a coach who can give you those directions and that kind of steer so that when you are hustling, you're, you're effective. It's focused, (laughs) focused focused not just like throwing all the spaghetti everywhere going, is this going to work? Like you actually have a strategy and a plan and it's been proven and now you just follow it. Yeah. And I guess it's when they're sort of halfway through their plan and and sort of the shit happens, so to speak. And yeah, I think it's hard. Um, but I, 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 I know there's lots of ways in which people can find clients and connect with people and just have those conversations, but it does back, come back to the foundations of having a good offer. And I think people get very ambitious, don't they, to produce <laughs> this, this amazing, sophisticated program, whereas actually it could just be a five-day course on email. I mean, if you can hit the right spot, you know, you can have some really quick wins. Um, and that's yeah. the beauty, really, I think, of of working in the digital space, you know, because you haven't got to go out and meet people and all of that takes a lot of time. There yeah, are, you can't right now, so. <laughs> you will know, but, but, it, but yeah, it takes time anyway, even when you can. Mm-hmm. As, so you're not going to get a sort of quick win and get some clients in. What would you say, say you were starting out and you've not got this 10 years and some buffer for yourself, you know, if you were starting from scratch and you were like, I have to make some money quickly. And yeah, you want to look at the long-term plan as well, but I need my financial runway. I've got a bit, but I need a bigger one so that I can then start developing the real thing. What would you do? So... A couple things. I would first thing I would do would be to reach out. Let's say I've already had some clients. I would reach out to any past clients and offer them something else. So whatever a next step would be, if there's an ongoing program, like you could it, you could even customize it for each client. But just go back to the people who have already paid you, see where they're at, and offer them something else because those are going to be just easy, it's easy low hanging fruit. They usually need more help, but of course this is very service dependent. Depends on what you offer, but usually there's something we can offer that our clients would need as like a next step. Um, and then if you haven't had any clients and you're just like, I need to find people, um, getting in front of other people's audiences, kind of like what we're doing here is just, (laughs) it's so much faster. I see people, you know, endlessly pumping out blog posts on their own website and their own social media platforms and like no one's seeing them. And so if you can write 
a guest blog post or be on someone's podcast or get yourself featured in somebody's Facebook group as like, a, you know, go in and do a free training for their group, no pitches. Um, it's like you're getting access to thousands, often hundreds, thousands, sometimes tens of thousands of somebody else's audience that's so targeted and so primed for what you offer with like almost no work. It's very easy to do um, versus, you know, writing one blog post and having your five email subscribers read it and then writing another blog post and having yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. six email, like just such a slow route. Yeah. So you're um, leveraging other people's audiences. Exactly. So you're just getting in front of those audiences that already exist. You know, you're, you can build those relationships in a lot of different ways. Um, but that's the quickest way to start to kind of get your own traction. And then once you get those people over, you start making them offers, start, you know, trying to work with them. So yeah. Yeah. So that's in terms of uncage your business, does do you help people put a kind of offer together? Is that part of Yeah. So yeah, we start with messaging, we work on niching, and then we have them do market research. And then yeah. we take the market research and go, okay, so what is your actual program? And we we focus on one-on-one offers. So we don't help people create online courses or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they can use the same process for like developing the idea for the online course, but it's just not gonna be the fastest way for them to get income, and that's what we're all about. So um, yeah, so then we help them put together their one-on-one package, um, teach them how to beta test it or pilot test it so they can actually, you know, see how it goes, see how it works, see if they need to tweak it, and then focus on those sort of first steps of marketing. Like, what's the low-hanging fruit? Where can I find people right away for this offer? Yeah, I mean, it's just such a great process to, to for people to go through. I mean, to be honest, not even if you're just new, if, if, you're, if you're looking to make a different offer or to a different audience or both, um, yeah, you need yeah, to we go have through have... that process again, really, don't you? And I, I think yeah, I, I remember sort of saying, yeah, there was something in some one of the testimonials that said that, you know, you can go back through the, your your course, if you like, your program with each new offer because you have to yeah. go through that thinking process. You kind of, yeah. And I think that that's, this is a great example of selling people not your own language. So like we really teach people a thinking process of like how business works, Right. Of course, but that's what not what we're marketing them. We're like, we're going to teach you how to get clients. But what we're teaching is really like how to understand how an offer is created, how to test yeah. the market. And you have to do that every single time you sell anything. So it's like once you learn it, you can't unlearn it. Yeah. Right. Um, and that applies when you do when you start to go through higher level programs or when you start to do social media marketing or whatever your next thing is, you're going to have to kind of go understand this yeah. process. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's absolutely right. And it's funny because, isn't it, we market to what people think they want and then we give them what they what they need. <laughs> exactly. Sell them what they want. Give it sounds them very patronizing. I'm going to teach you how but... to get clients. Yeah, yeah. And then but once they... you get in, I'm going to tell you how to think <laughs> as a business owner in a strategic way, right? No one wants to buy that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's a part of the the magic of what of what you do. And I mean, to be honest, if um, your, your webpage for Uncaged, I think you can get to it from theuncagedlife.com, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the uncagedlife.com slash uncage your business should take you to whatever is. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, right now. I'll put the note, I'll put the link in the show notes, um, just to be, to be clear. Cause I know there's lots of different things that, that you, that you do and offer. So, but I think, um, the interesting thing is that you now offer this done, do it yourself version. So there's an option to get going straight away. If somebody wanted to, mm-hmm. to do that the the website itself is a lesson in copywriting <laughs> was what I was I, I'd almost forgot yeah. That, that yeah it's it just flows I mean I, I I'm an absolute fan because I think your languaging you know you've obviously you you practice what you preach basically yeah you know, and is, I'll have I'll have you know and you wouldn't reaching out and they're like how can I 
like, you know, I read this page and it spoke directly to me. Like, how can I learn how to write like this? Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. In the course. <laughs> like, yeah, in the course. But it also, it takes time. I mean, your first, yeah. you've been doing this for like 10 years. And I mentioned your first page was not as new. Smooth. Um, but I think hitting. Mine's hitting, absolutely terrible. <laughs> mine, were, mine were not good. Um, yeah, we do yeah. give our students copywriting templates. Yeah. And so the template alone is fantastic, but what makes it really work is that client language. And so it's all the yeah, market yeah. research so and it's the interviews and it's, then it's just literally plugging your client's words into the website. And that's, what's going to have them go. Even if your writing's not great, if you're hitting on the, if you're like, Hey, do you feel like this? They're going to be yeah. like, yes, I do feel like that. No, that's great. I don't want them to just go off and think all they need is copywriting because they don't. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're so absolutely right. More. Yeah, There's so much more yeah. that they need. I think um, it's very empowering. So what yeah. would you summarize as being the three most important things you've learned about creating leverage in business? Oh, three most important things. Stop overthinking things and start doing more things. <laughs> definitely, you'll get to the you'll get to the end result faster if you just start doing it, even if you're not clear, than if you sit here and try to think it to perfection. So that's the first one. Um, talking to your audience. Don't sit in a vacuum and create your offers and create all your content and then wait and put it out there. You've got to actually be like having real people, real potential clients review it, have them look at your sales page, have conversations with them. That's going to get you there faster too. And then. I've put you um, on the spot here. So I know I'm like, you oh, don't have to find think, a third, but those two, well, are pretty, I, those two are pretty powerful. So I would say the third would be just like, if you're really, really struggling, go learn from someone who you resonate with. So go find yeah. a coach, find a program, yeah. find someone study their marketing, make sure you like the way that they market themselves. You know, I've had people who are like, oh, I saw that I found this coach and like, I really hate the way they market, but I think they can help me. And I'm like, they're <laughs> going to teach you to market the way that they market. So yeah, if you don't yeah. like what they're doing, yeah. don't buy from them, but just get help. Because I mean, I've seen people try to live in their bubble and figure it out and then end up quitting. So it's worth yeah. the investment to pay for a course or a coach or a consultant or someone who can swoop in because we're so in our heads about it. So you need somebody else's viewpoint. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. I mean, that's that's so critical to really three great, great points there. Um, <laughs> my punch question, I ask all my expert guests, and maybe it follows from what you've just highlighted, is if you had a, a superpower, Becca, that you could use to create leverage in your business, what would you choose? Oh, a superpower? I feel like if I could just, oh, that's a really hard question. Um, <laughs> How realistic does it have to be? It's a superpower, right? So it it's doesn't a have superpower. to be very Yeah, it could be anything. Maybe you can clone yourself. Maybe that's the answer. I would love answer. to just like make Facebook ads always work. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, that would I could just so have a magic time. power where I'd be like, okay, we're just going to make a yeah. huge ROI on all these Facebook ads. That would be really great. Yeah, that's create, approve, run. <laughs> yeah, done. Huge ROI, rolling yeah. money. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, this is amazing. It's super fun. And I mean, I think we share so much um, of the same mm -hmm. sort of thinking, but you always put it in such clear ways. I'm, I'm, I'm in awe and I love, I've loved exploring these questions with you. So um, yeah, thank you for having yeah. me. Is there any parting wisdom that you wish to leave our listeners with? We've pretty covered oh, a lot. <laughs> I know. I just keep coming back to like, just put more things into action and put more yeah, of your stuff out there yeah. before 
it feels ready. Go with like the 60%, 60 to 70%. If it feels like <laughs> 60 to 70%, it's good enough. Yeah, play. good enough <laughs> is good enough, as they say. Yeah. So, I mean, thank you again, the amazing Rebecca Tracy, Uncaged uh, uh, Business Program. I'll put all the links in the show notes for you. I'm sure everyone's got so much out of this. So definitely go over to jallison.com forward slash podcast and find this episode to get the show notes and all the links. And I'd love to hear from you what you've got out of this. So leave a comment and let us know your thoughts. Thank you. Thanks, Becca. And Thank you. Great. Yeah. Cheers. Bye. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.